you're listening to the Red Diamond Courier, an Elder Scrolls podcast. Here are your hosts, Bob Chichinsky and Dog Bark 24. Welcome everyone to episode 109 of the Red Diamond Courier. I am here with you as always. Bob Chichinsky with my good, good friend, Dog Bark 24 my dude. How are you doing this week? I'm uh, doing pretty good. How are you? I'm doing good, man. Doing good as well. Uh, excited to be here in this busy and short month of February. Um, this week, we have... Uh, there's just been a lot going on, you know? And so we are just going to kind of catch up on some of the current events and things going on. Uh, You know, this month ended up being really busy for us, you know, with, you know, obviously Super Bowl and uh, with my line of work, that's a that's a busy day. And uh, then, you know, we had, you know, there was Valentine's Day in there and I got sick, then I got sick and. I don't know, dogged, you know, he's been living his life too. He's been busy doing some things. I was so busy that it didn't even really matter. <laughs> you were busy too though, right, dog? Yeah, I was a bit busy with school and stuff. Yeah, get all dogged in his school. That's good, man. You knocked that school out. But we're here. We want to make sure that we uh, get some content in for you guys here. Before the end of February, because it is just coming up rapidly, and I'm going to be gone this weekend. So, uh, we wanted to, you know, make sure we get some out for you guys. Just go over some of the stuff that's been going on. This month has just, you know, really been filled with a lot of different stuff coming out, news and everything, and uh, just um, a bunch of stuff. So, we just wanted to stop in and, uh, get you guys all caught up you know give you guys something to listen to here for the weekend and uh i guess since the well this is just a whole news episode right dogs so i would just hop into this current state of serial i mean i would say it's more than just news like we're covering covering other stuff too okay well you know it's a current events episode yeah which is important because you know, it's important. <laughs> Is that why it's important? Yeah, because I say so pretty much. <laughs> well, that's all. That's enough for me. All right. So the uh, first thing that we're going to cover is the uh, postpone White Shakes Mayhem event. Um, but before we go into Matt Fire's letter, we should discuss, you know, the pre- precursors to this little bit of like drama, you know. Sadness. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess it's more an understandable kind of thing this time. Yeah. Uh, so a few days before the global reveal. So this was like way early in the month. Uh, Zoss posted an event banner on Twitter showing future events. Uh, during the global reveal, uh, White Strikes wasn't on it. So that was, you know, a big problem for people who wanted White Strikes Mayhem. And that led to people believing that it was canceled. And others said that this was now the second PvP event to be canceled. 
The first one being the Imperial City event. Imperial City event. I didn't. We had one of those last year, didn't we? No, we didn't have an Imperial City event or a year one celebration because that was in 2021. Wow. Um, but I don't believe that it was canceled because, well, for one, in order for something to be canceled, it has to be scheduled. And after I did some digging, I couldn't find anywhere about there being a scheduled Imperial City or year one event in 2022. So, yeah. Yeah, that could have been like replaced with the uh, like tribunal kind of combo event they had. They might have been like rotating things or something. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. I think it kind of got like standardized. So it might be like in every other year or every couple of years, like, you know, the pretty much the the like you said, the tribunal or the uh, season of the dragon, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Since now they have so much freaking things they do events for. Yeah. And then it's also kind of, I think, important to point out that there were, we haven't had a Dark Brotherhood or Thieves Guild event since, you know, there's two back in 2019. And if you assume that they, uh, you know, skipped the one in 2020 because of the whole double up in 2019, uh, you could also say that the Dark Brotherhood and Thieves Guild event was canceled in 2021 and 2022. So that's just bad logic, honestly. Um, so, yeah, I don't really think the Imperial City event was canceled because, like I said, it was never scheduled. So, yeah, there's a lot of drama about, you know, that and this being the second event that was, you know, people thought was going to be canceled. And that's kind of just like the behind the scenes. And now we can dig into the letter. Yeah. And it was good for you to bring that up because there was like a lot of drama. And I think like really the drama stemmed too because like, they didn't have an immediate response when that second one came out that didn't have white strikes. They were just like, we'll talk about it on, you know, Monday or whatever. I think it was like a on a Friday or it happened or something. And everyone was like, okay, like, what does that mean? Is it canceled? Is it not? What's happening? And uh, I think that delay really, like, help, like helped, uh, you know, fuel the fire. But... You know, we ended up, what came out of it, we end up getting a letter and a lot of clarity comes out of it. Um, so it was really a snafu, I think. It was just like, you know, if they'd never shown that first one that had it, then probably would have had a lot easier, you know, road to releasing this letter. Maybe they didn't want to release it that early. I don't know when they were planning on announcing stuff about White Strikes, but... Uh, yeah, so this letter was from Matt Fiverr, you said, dog? Yeah. All right, so he starts off saying, I'd like to give everyone an update on the server hardware refresh, where we are completely replacing hardware in our North American and European data centers. Now that we are starting the work in earnest, I have a few updates to share. We are running one or two weeks behind schedule because of shipping slowdowns. This is entirely out of our control and I apologize for it. This two week delay puts the refresh right on top of our March launch of update 37, 
which for obvious reasons we don't want to schedule simultaneously. So the new update for PCEU getting new hardware will be in early April and PlayStation EU should follow shortly after. In order to begin prepping for this work, we're scheduling a maintenance on all EU realms that will occur on February 7th. The March-slash-April ESO timeframe is always very busy. We have a lot of events and almost always have a major update. Because of this, we need to move some events around on the calendar to give the infrastructure team some clear air to do the maintenance without impacting any ongoing events. We are moving White Strikes Mayhem to later in the year to ensure the data center hardware refresh is complete before we hold the event. We still intend to have two White Strikes Mayhem events in 2023. And I'm pretty sure we talked about this on the show before, but once again, gotta hand it to my boy right here, dog, because you freaking called it. Yeah. I did call it. Like, to the T, man. You said, yeah. I think they're going to postpone White Strikes until they have all the things done. And, I mean, boom. May not have been the most off-the-wall prediction ever, but <laughs> hey, man, you hit it on the... Hit the nail on the head. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, this letter is a pretty, you know, reasonable answer. Um, uh, if it wasn't postponed, you know that people would either complain that all the events are pushed together, like the uh, Jester's Festival followed by a white shirt, or Jester's Festival followed by the anniversary, followed by the White Shakes Mayhem, and then, you know, a chapter. And people would definitely not like that. And if they did it beforehand, then uh, you know that people would complain that you know they didn't wait until there's better EU servers. So you know it's kind of a lose lose situation in that way. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. It makes a lot of sense for them to you know just wait. Yeah. Um, what was also cool was that on the forums, uh, Zoss, Kevin, and Gina both went to some of the different forum posts or threads and posted an update to a few of the you know different forum threads saying that, hey, Matt Fryer just did a you know message about this and check it out there. So that was pretty good. Yeah, they, they do a pretty good job on the forums. I mean... Like, when they have information to give, at least, they give it. Yeah. Uh, The one thing that I don't really get from this update is why they decided to wait five days to say this. Like, there's nothing really time-specific. Like, we plan on installing the EU server upgrades in this time frame of, like, X weeks in February or March or anything like that. So I felt like this thing, this is something that could have came out on, you know, that Friday instead of on the Monday. And yeah. it, a lot of the drama could have been avoided that way. Exactly. Yeah, that goes, you know, right to what I was saying, like that fueled the fire and the response, like, and it's like, did we need that? You know, going, you know, it's just, I personally, there must have been something, right? Like, maybe they weren't 
entirely sure on the shipping points. Like they were, I mean, they're hoping, right? Like that's that's what I like to think of in my mind. They're like sitting there, like, ah, oh, man, you know, just like I'm watching my, you know, Amazon shipment. Like, ah, oh, is it gonna get here? Like, when is it gonna get here? And they're like hoping maybe it's gonna be here. And they're like, ah, oh, no, it's not gonna make it. We have to, we have to drop the announcement. I don't know though. Who knows? Yeah, that's definitely possible. All right, so that is your guys' a little update there for the news on Cyrodiil. White Strikes is coming. We're still getting two White Strikes events this year. It's just going to be after the server refreshes. And believe me, console players, if it has any uh, impact, you know, even a tenth of the impact it did on PC, then we will be very happy that they waited like believe me for sure so uh let's get to some of these gray host scores uh we got pcna 17 days left in the pc campaigns on na we got dc in the lead 40.7k ep at 39.8k in second and AD at 38.9K in third. So, once again, as always, PCNA has a pretty packed uh, competition there in Greyhouse. It's good to see DC in the lead, though, for sure. On the EU side of things, we got uh, Evan Hart packed in the lead with 42K. I'll marry Dominion in second with 34.9K. And... From the first to worst, Daggerfall Covenant in last at 34.8k. So they're close. They're close to getting uh knocking AD down a step, but not uh not what you're hoping for as a DC, you know, alum for sure. But regardless, dogged. How are things going on Xbox? Alright, well for uh, Xbox NA, there's two days left in the campaign. We have a DC in the lead with a 93k, uh, followed by EP in second with 83k, and AD in last with 77k. So DC, you know, they they started off rough in this campaign, but I think they started off rough last game to pan last campaign too. But they've been pulling out on top towards the end, so that's good. Yeah, we won last campaign, so. Looking like we uh, might go back to back. Yeah. And then for Xbox EU, we have EP in first with 95k, DC in second with 80k, and 88 in last with 57k. So this one has a bit more competition compared to the last campaign where deep were second and third were like nowhere even close, but still EP has a high advantage. Yeah, and honestly, like, the server refreshes, I'm really hoping will help, you know, the EU serial deals, because I'm pretty sure if it's laggy on the NA ones, it's really bad on EU. Yeah, probably. I can only imagine. Right, exactly. So, then on the PlayStation side of things, for NA, we once again have DC in the lead. With 92k. And that means that DC is in the lead of every single North American Greyhouse campaign. What up? Just saying. 
if you uh if you if you're dc you know raise your hands in the a uh just not if you're driving though just you know keep them on the wheel just i don't know honk your horn or something honk your horn three times and shout roll down your window shout daggerfall covenant i don't know do something but they are in the lead with 92k I'll marry Dominion right behind him, 89.3k. Mnar Pact, 89.1k, bringing up the caboose. On the EU side of things, we've got All Mary Dominion in the lead. The only faction that is currently sitting over 100, uh, 100,000 in a Greyhost campaign. So, way to go to them. I don't know if uh, the other winners will break. That 100k barrier before the campaign ends. So, 80s in the lead at 105k. Just really big lead over Daggerfall Covenant at 83k. And then we're back to 72k. But I will say, that is a big lead. But the competition is way, way higher in EU on this uh, uh, this campaign as compared to the last one. Just like Dog was saying for Xbox. Which is really cool to see because, I mean, when you see a campaign go as rough as it did the last time, you're like, oh man, is it going to start going down? But no, the uh, people are, you know, fighting back. So it's good to see. All right. So before we uh, get to the rest of our current events we have to talk about here for you guys, we did just want to remind you all that we are part of the Oso Wildly Popular. Robots Radio Podcast Network, or if you go check out robotsradio.net, you'll find a plethora of amazing shows, just like the one you're about to hear from. My name is Brian Burton. It's been 26 years since the bombs fell. And since I've left the vault, I've been trying to rebuild. This isn't the Appalachia that I remember. There's so much more to everything going on. And I promise to find the answer. So if you're out there, if you're listening, just hone in on these coordinates. Remember, there's a place for you at the end. Omega. The Omega Broadcast Fallout Story is available on iTunes, Spotify, and many great podcasting sources. All right, all right, all right, dog. So uh, we got some more current events here. And uh, why don't you just uh, start there at the top? All right. So it's probably like two weeks after the PvP update thing. Uh, We got another update on the server hardware replacements. And the plan is to do PCEU in April and then continue to schedule concrete dates for the remaining servers. We need to work around a, a number of factors, but once we have a, a better idea of a timeline for the other servers, we will absolutely let everyone know. So still no, you know, concrete. This is when, you know, uh, uh, Xbox and PlayStation NAR, but... PCEU is in is uh, in April and and uh, console EU is probably shortly after PCEU. So maybe uh, you know Xbox and PlayStation NA will be in you know late April, maybe even early May. 
who knows yeah i think that they're definitely shooting for like having it all done before the chapter for sure so i think if you just you know if you're in that boat of the you know xbox and uh, playstation na players like us just think by the time we have our chapter this will be done for sure you know it may be done earlier Maybe done a lot earlier, maybe done a little bit earlier, but uh, for sure, I think by a chapter, all the new hardware will be in. That definitely will be ideal for them. If not, then they're really going to be like, we hate shipping delays. Yeah. Do you know when the chapter launches? Uh, It's June, June, I think. For both, right? Yeah, it's like the 3rd or something for PC or 7th, and then it's like the 20th for console. Alright, so yeah, it'll probably be late uh, April and sometime in May for all the other servers. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Alright, so uh, the next bit of current events is that uh, there was a bit of ESO fashion Twitter drama. Uh, there was a meme on Twitter listing a starter pack for bad uh, fashion, obviously opinionated. And uh, as someone who doesn't check my Twitter often, uh, this was something that I saw a number of people like comment on. And one of them wasn't even Lotus of Doom, who I, you know, I normally get all my information from Lotus of Doom. And like, I didn't even see a Lotus of Doom pose until like way down my Twitter feed, which made no sense whatsoever. But apparently, this was a big deal. So, um, yeah. As a someone you know who uses the opal weapons and costumes, which are on the bad fashion opinion meme, uh, I did not really find it to be mean, mean spirited or the comments under the post for it, that matter as well. Um, I don't know. It, it was just a bunch. It's just something like, I think, stupid. Like, someone kind of had a overreaction to a meme. And I don't know. I feel like memes are supposed to be funny. And more so, it's an opinion. We can't be, like, you know, hating people's opinions. Because, like, then what does that go into, you know? Yeah, I feel you on that one. I've kind of felt targeted by that post from, like, every single thing it said. Mainly the costumes part. I love wearing costumes. Yeah. And, you know, I don't care what anyone thinks. Some costumes look like crap, <laughs> but, you know, I think some look really cool, especially when you could die them when you have ESO Plus. It really changes the whole thing. Makes you yeah. feel like at least you could customize. Like, sure, it's a costume that probably thousands of other people have but you could customize it in a way that probably very few people do so i like plus, that plus some of the best costumes come from pvp so well yeah i mean the arena gladiator on its own is pretty crazy yeah then you have the emperor's regalia and then you have the one that you get with uh imperial inside of imperial city with like siege tokens from like dailies. So, all right. So, next up, we're going to be covering some of the PTS highlights. Um, we're not going to go super into them, just list a few of the major ones that we've seen from the past like three or four weeks of PTS. 
Uh, the first big one, and I think this is one that a lot of people were kind of worried about, but there are no overarching changes happening, like, at all. So that's uh, pretty amazing. Like, no big, by the way, everything that you think you know about the game is going to change this update. So have fun. Like, none of that. So that's pretty amazing. Yeah, for the first time in way too long. Yeah. Um, there's going to be lots of uh, good tank improvements. Uh, soft taunts are being introduced again, and you will be keep and you will keep hold of block while bar swapping, so you no longer drop block, which is, you know, it's, it's always a bit, uh, you know, depressing when you uh, bar swap at the wrong time and you drop your block for that like 0.2 seconds and you die. So I definitely like those changes. Those are going to be some good changes. There's going to be some new rewards of the worthy sets. And with even more serial sets, I hope that they will eventually split the serial category even more. Because having the serial category is just insane. I feel like there's like 150 sets in there. I'm, that's probably over dramatic, but there's a lot of sets in there. And I think they should have groups. For them, like rewards of the worthy, Bruma, Blasterus, Crossford, just having those four, and then having like an other would be huge improvements. Uh, plus, it'll be easy to find out uh, where you need to go without looking up online. If you're like, oh, I want to have this set that comes in Cyrodiil, do I need to go to Blasterus, Bruma, or Crossford? So. All right, so we also get a bit of a change to Mistform. Um, well, actually, not really a bit of a change. It's being changed entirely. So it's not going to be a toggle kind of thing anymore, right, dog? Right. It's going to be a like kind of like a streak ability type deal, where like you like teleport out a, a bit of distance. Okay, so okay. You can kind of like sense. choose where you go. That makes sense. I like that a lot more. So, you know, no more people just like, oh, they're getting close to killing me. Hit freaking Miss Cloak and kite around trees in a building for 10 seconds and I'm okay again. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully, of course, yeah. <laughs> So we also have target markers in PvP being tested to make sure they go away properly. I recently found out how to set a marker and it was holding the right button on the D-pad down extra long. Yeah, good job. Yeah, it's only been out for like almost six months now, so. Thank you, I learned it all by myself. All right, and then lastly, uh, we have the Harmony Jewelry trait is being reworked. Uh, this trait will now grant you up to 880 health, magicka, and stamina when you activate a synergy per trait. Rather than increasing the damage, healing, and shielding potency of synergies by 20% per trait. So, obviously, the big... Uh, thing where this is going to affect is the uh, macro bombers or just kind of like ball groups in general because they activate uh, the Templar ult 
don't know what that synergy is right now, but uh, yeah, so they activate that. They activate other times of, uh, you know, AOE big damage synergies. So bombers or people who use that ability in like ball groups are definitely going to feel the heat off of that. But I think that's kind of they didn't really like that anymore or something. I don't know. There's a dev comment on it. And we'll probably read it in the, uh, you know, when the PTS, uh, when this uh, update goes live. So we'll go more into that. All right. The uh, next bit of uh, news we have is class change tokens. On the forums, there was an update on class change tokens from Gina. And it reads, Hi everyone, just wanted to let you all know that we do not have any plans on implementing class change tokens at this time. There are a number of technical challenges with implementing them, and it would take a significant amount of time to solve these challenges efficiency, efficiently and safely. So that's kind of been a whole discussion. And Bob, I have a question for you, alright? So what do you think a class change token would do? Just what are your ideas of a class change token? What would it do? Really hard to say. I think that right now when a new class is coming out would be like the worst time to release one. Mainly because like what everyone wants is they want to be able to play their favorite character, their main character they've worked so hard on and be able to change it to whatever class. You know, try the new class, try a different class, do whatever. I mean, it makes sense, but, you know, they've tried so hard to add workarounds for that with, you know, uh, you know, global achievements across all your characters and everything in your account. Um, so, like, they're trying, and in that sense that... I don't think that they're probably still even thinking of doing class change coupon, class change tokens at this point, but it's hard to say. Yeah, I kind of assume that it would kind of, you know, just, just uh, change your class and like all your new class skills and the class skill lines would just be reset to like level one and that would be it. And for something that's probably going to cost like, I don't know, like 2,500 crowns or something, they probably don't want it to just reset at level one. They probably want you to have like some point of like experience that crosses over two so that you don't feel like you're ripped off. Which kind of leads into, you know, what are some possible technical issues, which, um, like I said, I think they might be trying to have the class skill lines and individual skills. Uh, skills line up after the class change if they still you know plan on doing it kind of sounded like that they were thinking about it still but yeah the other possible technical issue would be like the armory system it's you know possible that they don't want you to be to be able to stop uh, swap between two different classes back and forth at your leisure after you get a class change token so if you save a slot in option one, be like on a Templar, and then your option two is a Dragon Knight, and your option three is uh, the Arcanist, then they don't want you to be like, like boom, 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 back and forth, back and forth. I could see how that how that might cause like, you know, some significant issues on uh, 
just in like some passive traits, make it like they might sack or something. So that'd be weird. All right, Bob. So what are your thoughts on class tokens? Do you want them? Do you like them? Do you are you going to use them or would you use them or? You know, I think ultimately I'm probably against them. I think that, you know, if they were there, it'd kind of be just like a rush to just, okay, well, try out whatever I want, you know, and then maybe try it for like a week or so. And then just they probably end up going back to their same class anyways and then not really even playing that much of the new content because... You know, they didn't like what it had to offer at first. Which is a dangerous game to play because, I mean, I get it. Because if you have all these people just trying and, you know... I don't know. If if everyone goes and does the, you know, class change tokens, I feel like that you're just going to get... Like, you're going to destroy, like, leveling up in the game. Like, building a character from the ground up and stuff. Like, uh, that won't be as big of a thing in the game. Which, it's a big thing, you know? Like, people having all alternate characters and stuff right now. It's a big thing. And it sells character slots. So, I don't know if that answers your question. <laughs> but, um, I guess in the end, I'm probably a no on them. Yeah, I um, I actually kind of agree. Um, I don't really understand the whole hype behind the class change tokens. Uh, with all the uh, experience scrolls just sitting in my bank, you know, fifty percent and quite a few hundred fifty percent. Uh, like getting to level fifty isn't a terrible grind. Plus, my logic behind the whole class change token and how they would work is that you're going to have to grind for your new class skills and morphs. And you're to grind the class skill lines. So so you're going to have to be grinding a bunch of experience anyway. So you might as well just do it on a new character. And that way you can play both your uh, old character and this new character. Because what if you don't like the class, right? It's possible that you might not like the new class or what and whatnot. So... um. There are a couple few there are a few grounds that I will kind of agree that uh someone was saying are terrible to do. One of them is the antiquity skill lines, which I'm actually shocked isn't in the crown store yet. Um because well the, those grinds are just awful in general and getting companions, which really I don't think the companions thing should be something you have to do on multiple characters. Once you have it, you should just have it. Like I feel like the initial quest should be uh should be like a rapport thing, not a go do it on every character so you can actually use a companion thing. Which Bob and I have both talked about that before on an episode. So Yeah, then definitely it sounds like us. Yeah. Alright, so uh, we do have a couple more little things for you guys. Um, mainly, we threw out a Twitter poll just kind of on the whim uh, the other day when the new uh, Quasigriff was released. The 
thing about it is that it's 4,000 crowns. So, you know, that roughly equates to, you know, probably 30 US dollars. And, you know, it's a reskin mount. It doesn't have any cool effects or anything. And it's just what I said on the Twitter poll is that it begs the question, is 4,000 crowns an acceptable amount to charge for a new mount? And uh, the options that I put were, yes, it's a fair price, or absolutely not. And I do just want to say, when I say, like, yes, it's a fair price, like, fair is in the sense, like, it's a fair price, like, you would feel okay paying for that. Not as in, like, it's fair for them to charge it. I mean, I understand that they work, they made the content, they could charge whatever they want. That's fair. That, you know, they make it, they charge it, whatever. That's fair is fair. I'm more so wanting to see, like, who is really, like, are there people saying that, you know, yes, this is a reasonable price? Like, you know, I'm just wanting to understand where those people are coming from. However, we didn't see a lot of them because out of the over 650 votes we got on our poll, um, 96.1% said absolutely not. is not an acceptable price. And yeah, I mean, I, I really can't say I blame them. We had so many comments on there that uh, it's too many to even read, but nearly everyone's first instinct and, uh, you know, thing they had to say is that it was almost ludicrously priced. And, you know, for me, like, when the game first came out, it seemed like I had, like, 2,500, 3,000 price mounts, maybe even 3,500. And then it dropped down to like 2,000, 2,500, you know, maybe if it's a good one, brand new, big Thundercat 3,000 or something. But, you know, now all of a sudden here we are back to reskin mount for 4,000 crowns. And it's like, I really don't understand who's buying that. This was literally a mount that I thought would be cool to have. I mean, it kind of looks like a bald eagle and I was doing my colors up for July 4th. So it just fit like one of my themes. But just for the basic mount like that, church 4,000 crowns is, I mean, I'm one of the people in the boat that's just like, nah, man, I'll keep the money on that one. Like, I don't know. I had like this whole thing I was going to go into and then you just uh, ruined it <laughs> with uh <laughs> With what your definition of fair price is, so. But yeah, I. Oh, uh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, so I voted, you know, absolutely not, not, but uh, um, because I, I don't know, for that mount, I wouldn't buy it. Um, if it was the mount that I like, and if I really liked it, would I spend four thousand crowns? Probably. Um. Like you said, uh, it is about thirty dollars. Um, it's forty dollars for a fifty-five hundred crown pack, so it'd be just over twenty-nine dollars for four K crowns, or twenty-eight fifty if you bought the twenty-one crown pack. 
you know, because I only buy eight crowns when they're on sale because I'm cheap. It's just over $17. Um, so that makes a huge difference when uh, you're comparing stuff like that. Um, well, and then uh, since you bring up the specificity of the, um, you know, packs and stuff, we did have one very good uh, Twitter comment that brought up the fact that you can't even buy 4K crowns. Like, it's not an option. So you either have to, like, have an already amount of crowns to add to 3,500 you could buy, or you have to buy extra just so you could get this mount. So it's like, it would make much more sense if they were selling it at a, you know, price point where it's like, okay, I could go buy this many crowns and then I could get the mount. I I could see that. Like, they should have an option somewhat that's, like, in the in-between prize we're like oh you want to buy this you should be able to buy that many crowns for it i can see that yeah it was just like it really made the four thousand look even more random because it's like you have crowns you know you could buy 3500 crowns but even that's not quite enough to get this amount so it's like what the heck all right so now let's end this on some you know fun discussion that's going on right now, and that is, what should the new class be shortened as? And we have a few options here. Um, these are kind of like the main ones that I've seen floating around, and it's Mark and Stark, Magnus and Staminus, Staminus. I don't know how you would say that. Arc <laughs> uh, Mag and Arc Stam. And Mag Arc and Stam Arc. So Bob, what what is yours? I don't know. It's tough, man. I was trying to think of like really like my own crazy one, but <laughs> I really don't think I can come up with anything. I think honestly, it's probably gonna be Mag Arc and Stam Arc. Like that's what feels like it's gonna be to me. Yeah. Um, I do think Mark and Stark is hilarious and people are lazy enough probably to do it. But I also think when you said Stamaminist, it <laughs> sounds like Bananaist. So <laughs> that could be pretty funny too. So we got the Bananaist. Maybe the only Stamaninist will play on the yellows because they'll be Bananaist. <laughs> That's go. all I got for you. <laughs> You're gonna see a yellow arcanist, and you're like, "Oh, it's a stam. It's a banana nest. <laughs> they're not even gonna be stamina. They're it's just a banana nest. Exactly. Yeah, it's a nest. <laughs> there you go. We coined it first. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 uh, out of those options, I like Magark Stamark. Although, if I was to be typing it out on console, Mark and Stark is definitely where I'd be going with it, because who needs that extra two letters? You know yeah. how, close, how much the extra two or three letters are? That's like, that takes like an extra like five seconds. <laughs> you know, this is probably, we probably just found out the root cause of the laziness of these names is console players have to type <laughs> it like on screen. Like, well, we need to really shorten this as much as possible. <laughs> yeah. And it just catches fire and that's it. What would really be funny 
is if like all the different like consoles ended up calling it like something different. <laughs> yeah, like PlayStation yeah. cost one thing, Xbox costed another, <laughs> PC costed another. That'd be hilarious. But I think in reality it's probably more like whatever Outcast calls his first build is probably, you know, how it goes. Yeah. All right, well, that was a good old time catching up on some current events. Hope you guys had a fun time. Uh, you know, hope you guys uh, get to listen to this and just uh, enjoy your weekend. Having a good time knowing that there are good things coming towards you in the Elder Scrolls land. So, dog, why don't we wrap it up, my man? Where can the people find us? You can find us on Twitter of the Red Diamond Cast. You can find us in our Facebook of the Red Diamond Courier. You can find us in our ESO PC or Xbox Guild of Heirs the Red Diamond, which you can join on the Robots Radio Discord or on our robotsradio.net. And if you check our show notes, you'll find links to amazing things like our sponsors, ESO-Hub.com, which will answer every freaking ESO question you have, and our music producer and all kinds of other things. And if you uh, listen to us on Spotify, drop us five stars. If we get to 50 five-star or, you know, 50, you know, ratings, we'll do a Twitter giveaway. That's still out there to be done. And uh, I don't know what, like, let's do some Apple, you know, let's get some Apple reviews. Why don't you guys do, like, five Apple reviews in, like, before June? We get five reviews. For my birthday, and we'll do a Twitter giveaway to you. Fifteen hundred, uh, you know, crown or well, you know, four crown crates. Give them away. You guys could uh, get some giveaways going. Give us some reviews. Let it be known. Put it out there. Dog, where can the people find you, my man? All right, you can find me on Xbox, Twitter, and ESOPC. All that dog bar twenty four. And for me, it's Bob Space Chichinsky Xbox and Bob underscore Chichinsky everywhere else. Coming out, Twitch, Twitter, and, you know, wherever else. So thank you guys for listening. Hope you enjoy this episode. Uh, you know, a little bit of a more nonchalant episode for us, uh, something we don't get to do too often. And it's nice for us just get to hang out and talk Elder Scrolls with you guys. So, uh... We are, you know, here and excited for the new content. We hope you guys are too. And we will be back with you uh, on the March side of things. Yep, see ya. RPG podcast that isn't just D&D? Roll to cast is the answer. No, no, wait, sorry. What games have we played so far? Well, we've done Cyberpunk 2020. What does it mean? 
to have a voice. And there's going to be something big coming, Chumba. Hey, if you're listening, I won. I beat you. You suck. There was a time when we were slamming things against our phones and... <laughs> Vampire the Masquerade. Chloe, Sam? You can't use those words! He's going to grab Vincent, press him against the wall. I mesmerize him. This is Adelaide's Anarch movement. First out of your chair, your hand goes to your gun and you draw. Hulk Cthulhu. Told you I had it. We've all got the creeps going. I love it so much. Right there. Screechy child. <laughs> My favorite daughter. Maybe after what we just seen, we're feeling a bit trigger happy. And the new Cyberpunk Red. Babe, you're good, but better. But maybe you might be able to give me a counter-off. Straight through his neck. I don't see bone either, but I'm not gonna look. My leg's fine. I always knew you wanted to fly, kid. Come find me. Roll to cast. R-O-L-E. A new game every season. Original music. Original stories. Interviews with the creators. And delightful Aussie accents. Listen to us on all good podcatchers. You can support us on Patreon for bonus content. That's Roll to cast. R-O-L-E. Come discover a new world.